Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. If you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? This is episode 171 of Point Hammered. Johnny here. Raj here. What have you been up to, buddy? Doing it again. Well, paid models, man. What? That's what what this cast is all about, right? You must be on a real hobby high, because I haven't touched a brush in weeks. Uh, There's been significant multi-hour daily progress. Yeah. So. That's, that explains why I can't bring myself to do the slightest thing. You have to find some way to sabotage my efforts. Yeah, I can't even like tidy up the paint desk. It's just a big mess. <laughs> it's been on my list for like a week now. I even found a decent audio book, and I listened to like 40 minutes of it. I'm like, I just don't want to do this right now. <laughs> I got this airbrush set up. I haven't even I haven't messed with it at all. Uh-huh. So. Dave, do we want to talk about your airbrush setup? Because I was talking about airbrush stuff and I was referencing it, but I don't think we ever really said what you had going on. Yeah, here. so I inherited a Posh, which is a pretty old rig, siphon fed, has cups and bottles, and yeah, so it pulls it up from the bottom. Yeah, which is different than most of the airbrushes that miniature painters use but i don't necessarily know why yeah why that is Uh, it sounds like the gravity fed just works better so the siphon fed is more of a hassle now it seems like you'd have to get like way more paint in there to like yeah well it has suck it all up i mean it has like a tiny cup where like a metal cup that kind of attaches and goes off to the side sort of and i don't know it's it's not a detail rig you know it the smallest sprayer is like 0.55 and then there's 0.71 and then there's 1.0 millimeter sized needles and tips i didn't even think the thing works like i said (laughs) some chick i dated once upon a time moved out and left it and so i inherited it and did you get that compressor too or did you buy that no the compressor is a central pneumatic it was 60 dollars over at harbor freight okay super cool rig like Looks it's not plugged in. It's quiet. It's really nice. So for sixty something bucks, you can't go wrong. I had yeah, to buy a little it. conversion bit to get the uh, posh to work on it. And if I get another airbrush, I'm sure I'll have to do the same. Mm-hmm. But and then I had a bunch of these little Minotaur spray paints that we wanted at Depticon for an airbrush, just a basic like okay. color yeah. set. I think maybe that it's probably been sitting here for a decade, but I sprayed a bunch of green and it worked fine. So I didn't have to water it down. So it was pretty solid. So I was just warming up with that, trying to get a feel for it and to make sure that airbrush worked. I had to, or somebody had made some alterations to it. (laughs) Some of the pieces on the inside had clearly been bent with pliers. So I just, even though it's old, I mean, it's probably 20 or 30 years old. You can Mm -hmm. still order pieces for it because they still make that model. So I needed a tip, a needle, and then there's just this little clip piece that kind of rotates back and forth when you're working the trigger. So I was able to find that. It was like 18 bucks for everything. So, and, in, and then I got like varnish, 
matte varnish that you spray through. I got some primer okay. and some Yeah, it's cleaner. definitely enough to, you won't have to get rattle can primers or varnishes right. ever, ever again. And that, that seems pretty cool, too. Wisco. Um, yeah. Weather conditions. Well, yeah. Winter time. You know, hopefully you can avoid, like, the white dusting look that you get, too, because I've had many a model over the years wrecked with that. So, mm-hmm. so much so that after I got to a point where I discovered that if you spray a model with a spray can and you get that white dusting, you can go at it right away with a toothbrush, and it'll take most of it off. Mm-hmm. So you just scrub over the whole, which feels weird. Like, here's this model I just spent all these hours painting, and now it's botched. But you can pull it almost completely back so so there's that but hopefully i don't ever have to deal with that nonsense again and then yeah these i was mikey g had sent those space marines yeah, the 30k, 30K guys 30 cares so they're i got all the parts cleaned up and ready to build i just had to i got i stopped at the point where i had to build fancy bases for them <laughs> and then i got one of them that i'm converting up pretty heavily he was going to be a Loken. But the more you read of the fucking Horus Heresy, now I just, I just finished Battle for the Abyss, so now I want to do an Ultramarine. <laughs> <laughs> but, so this stuff will be used for base coating. Uh, you know, get them primed, get them base coated. I'm not going to work on the character model. I'm just going to work on the rank and file guys and see if I can get a feel for the airbrush. And I think the big needle should be fine for what I'm trying to do here. I do want to pick up the gun you had because you got two smaller needles that sound like that would be... I'd have almost a full step up of needle sizes and then I'm going to build a little rack for them. Kind of like I built for my headphones over there on my recording desk. Yeah. (laughs) Just like scrap wood. (laughs) So I I did get bogged down working on a big steel stair rail for the outside of our house. We have Mm -hmm. those stairs out there. So I've been grinding and welding up this huge rail setup for it nice <laughs> it's been a pretty fun project it's, it's nice to do man stuff once in a while <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's been going well and that's been what's consuming most of my crafting time sure so other than that it's been a lot of rim world a little bit of sib six <laughs> um i'm gearing up to get going on my lincoln as well i got some steering components to repair Mm-hmm. steering and shifting components that's going to be the first project on that beast cool. so. yeah like i said i got quite a bit down so i'm pretty much done with five unidrons for infinity so that's technically half of my my 10 order list that i'm shooting for for iowa incident and um, now i'm kind of trying to figure out the base scheme i did do a test base on one of them and turned out turned out all right but i think i uh this morning glued up a bunch of flock to some new bases i'm just gonna muck around and see see what i what i think looks good sure and then i started and finished the slambo for our patreon winner nice using the skills i picked up on the unidrons so again using the black and then mixing up some of the color choices for the metals but it turned out pretty fucking phenomenal oh yeah Yeah, the technique works i mean it's just it's a technique for anything covered in armor plates so uh chaos warrior is obviously gonna look pretty good (laughs) for that so i posted it to the patreon page and anybody can take a look at that you don't have to be a a member but if you want to take a peek at him he'll be up there but is he up there yet? Yeah, yeah, he's up there. I posted him a couple of days ago. Ah, so you went with the real natural metal scheme, grays. You didn't fancy him up with 
any type of god colors. Yeah. It looks really good. The bass, a little boring. Just a regular bass. <laughs> Isaac wanted something he could easily replicate. Sure. So it's just brown with green static grass. So the like all the armor is airbrushed, you said? Yep. So very nice. The main armor, the axes, yeah. obviously the golds are done by hand and then the chain mail, you know, just dry brush, but just painted the horns. So yeah, I went up pretty quick. I did it all this last weekend. I started on Friday and then I was trying to get it finished by October 1st. Sure. It was an arbitrary deadline I set myself, which <laughs> pretty much did. I did a little t- touch-up work that day, but yeah, he, he was pretty much done. So No, he's looking good. Well done, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think I definitely can uh, get some juice out of this airbrush thing. So now I'm interested in actually trying it out on saga models or you know see see what i can do with that 0.15 tip sure uh on some other stuff so i've got some some mark units coming for saga but i probably <laughs> won't touch those until november or maybe december so sure. uh just want to get this infinity shit done and it's interesting i i've been doing the kind of morning thing which i'll talk more about later but um I tried to make a plasma sniper rifle for one of these Unidrons. Yeah. And you can you can buy the box kit. You have to buy four of them to get, like, all the different weapon options. And, you know, I was like, well, you know, I don't need all those guys. I'll just make one. So I probably spent, like, three and a half hours dicking around with the various infinity bits that I have, but the scale's so small and everything's metal that it, you know it's hard to do something really good. And then once you know I was close to finishing something and it just looked super clunky compared to the infinity aesthetic ever be everything being so sleek. Sure. So I'm like, well I should have just fucking bought the box set, you know, for <laughs> for twenty five bucks, you know, I would have saved three and a half hours of time <laughs> I say what what am I really doing here so I was able to use that with the med tech obsidian droids I picked up which they're usually worms yeah and everybody calls it it's the doctor worm model sure if you heard but <laughs> so I'm like oh yeah I'll fucking turn these into spiders and that you know the clock is ticking now and I thought to myself like what is what is the point of this? Like, why why do they have to be spiders? Mm-hmm. And like how many hours of my life <laughs> am I going to spend trying to turn these into spiders? Mm-hmm. So I just did the worms, and um, I'm going to start painting them. I'm sure they'll turn out just fine. Nice, there you go. So yeah, just rethinking conversions for purely conversion's sake, or kind of <laughs> is my new time saving tip. <laughs> So, if you're not doing it for the love of it, you're wasting your time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is my current hobby progress. Cool. So, sad to hear of your uh, hobby. My doldrums. Hobby doldrums. I had four people move out of apartments this month, mostly Holy on short shit. notice, so I've been busy with that. What do you think of these lights, though? They left these lights. I got two of these bad boys. Excellent. They plug right into like, a standard light socket. Mm-hmm. Pretty slick, huh? That's some nice. These are just tube. Yeah. These are like a... school cafeteria Four lights. foot fluorescence, dude. Mm-hmm. They had two of them. I was like, well, I guess I'm taking those. Mm-hmm. 
How's the, yeah. how's the baby situation? No, he's doing well. He, he's been fussing at night. I don't know what's going on with him, yeah, but truly. he's got this issue where he only shits every two or three days still. <laughs> so when he does, it's a major situation. Yeah, Dana was. There was uh, one one time I had to kind of prod him. Yeah. Get the, like, the little Vaseline on a Q-tip yeah. and stick it in his butt. Yeah, you're supposed to use a thermometer. That's what the doc told us, but mm-hmm. I used to just use my pinky. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do it off. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the mouth. <laughs> now, the wife usually feels that one, so... Mm-hmm. So yeah, then he, you know, so then he's constantly fussing because there's a huge poo built up. Mm-hmm. It's because he eats like a fucking madman. He's over doubled in size now. Nice. He's uh, he's, he's crunked geometrically. Yeah, <laughs> he's surpassed the size of the cats, and he will soon surpass the size of the dog. It. <laughs> he's slowly eating all the animals. As he works his way up, which would be fine with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, uh, but it, it's been fun. It's it, not a. Not as much sleep, but the wife has it worse than I, so I won't complain too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty terrible. But then you think, well, like I don't know, half the people in the world have gone through it and somehow yeah. survived and didn't re- overly complain about it. So it was just a just news article on today on the local news. Some dude in Wisconsin Rapids murdered his infant son. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so that's harsh. That's but terrible. I can. <laughs> Maybe one one hundredth relate. <laughs> You're like, just shut up, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's fun. It's rewarding. It's fun when he's just you know doing his thing, just kind of sitting there giggling and making. He makes a lot of weird bird noises, so we call him a bird. It's <laughs> his nickname, <laughs> Bird. <laughs> so, went and got all my tattoo cover up work finished yesterday, so all the laser work was done, and then I've had two sittings on the arm, and it's finished. Mm-hmm. I've been looking down at that stuff for over twenty years. It's a whole new arm now. I don't recognize myself. It's yeah. like whacking off. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Strangers. Don't know who's jerking me there. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a nice little finally get something done. Now I have to start getting my legs tattooed, which I have five or maybe four or five tattoos on my legs, but that's it's the worst for me. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Plus I'm old, so I'm gonna start with the knees, which is supposed to be the devil. Start with the knees. Yeah. Do knees, feet, and then do the filler in between. Uh huh. I want this huge Cthulhu beast, like taking up my whole right outer thigh. Mm-hmm. So like fucking huge and greasy and tentacly and I, cool. the one issue I have is I don't want to be sitting in the tattoo shop in a thong or something. So I'm not sure what to wear. <laughs> it would be better just to let it all hang out at yeah, that point, right? True. Just trim everything up so it looks presentable and uh-huh. <laughs> let it all go. Just lay it gently on the chair. <laughs> so finished reading the Legion book in the Horus Heresy. That's the one about the Alpha Legion. So how many books in are you now? Oh, well, let's see. I started Battle for the Abyss, and I think that's number eight. <laughs> yeah. No, I finished Battle for the Abyss as well. I started Mechanicum now, which is book nine. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I re- read a whole shitload of Battle for the Abyss while getting tattooed. It's nice. It's nice to just put the phone down, because when you have a open apartments, you're just dinging and uh, shit going yeah, on all the time and I've been selling stuff and buying stuff on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist so just constant like messages and bullshit going on so it was nice put the phone down for four or five hours and just not think about it and read a book 
mm-hmm. despite the pain. It was it was pretty solid. But cool, yeah, you're cruising on those things. When did uh, you when did you start? Like the March, books, March, April. Uh, I found the first one when I was in Hawaii, which I think was in early Feb. Mm-hmm. Or was it before? No, it was before PACA this year, so it was January. But I didn't actually pick up the rest for a couple weeks after we got back. So I'd say late February, early March, yeah. I started them. Some Cut eight novels in. Every- Three, three, three or so weeks. Yeah, I try That's to get some pace. reading in every day. They're really fuck every one of them so far. Descent of Angels wasn't didn't fit what the rest of the books were doing, but it was still really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it anyway. There was a little too much backstory, and it it wasn't a complete story, so that part's frustrating. But I'm sure they'll get to it eventually. <laughs> There's forty something books here, so. Sounds like based on the after Eleanor reading or listening to I did that it doesn't get finished yet and it's been years and years, but mm. Legion was great. It's Alpha Legion's super cool. The only, yeah, the last Legion, Legion twenty. Guys. The 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 only Legion with two Primarchs. Really? And yeah, they're like the ones that subterfuge and espionage. They're not like the go out and blast them up or chop them up. Chaos or good good guys? Uh, their story was probably the best story of their corruption because they did flip during the Horus Heresy but it was a super cool storyline I guess I'll just talk about it I, it's, it's a spoiler but it. the book's like 15 years old or 10 years old or something so the skip ahead if, if, you're, if you're thinking about reading but yeah so throughout, I'm all ears throughout the book they uh, you know they're just doing their espionage thing in this aut- most of the book is exploring like the Imperial Guard and what the Guardsmen are doing these mm-hmm. like Geno soldiers which are genetically enhanced dudes. And then the Alpha Legion's kind of doing its thing behind the scenes and popping in once in a while and clearly altering the course of events, but subtly and not doing it by means of warfare. Mm-hmm. So they ends up like they get in cahoots with this cabal, which is all these elder races. One of them's an Eldar and it's all these other races. Like one of them's like a beam of light. <laughs> cool. And then they get brought to this special place through this long story and they get shown the future and the only way for mankind and the empire to survive is for them to flip and fight for Horus. Uh, so they do it like because some, uh, yeah. it's the right thing to do and it makes the future better. But like their heart's not in it. They're like, uh-huh. well, we're gonna we're just gonna do what we have to do because this is for the emperor. <laughs> so it's like uh-huh. fighting for chaos for the emperor. <laughs> so it was super cool. I didn't see it coming from a mile away because going into it, you know, when I start a new book, if I don't know the legion standing at the end, then I just look it up. And I was like, well, you know, I knew they flipped, so I just looked it up, and they're they, uh, Chaos Undivided. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So the whole time, you're just waiting for them to be a bunch of schmucks, but like they're good dudes in the end. And just, I mean, they just do some a, good bros. They do some rough shit at the end to, to the Imperials, but all for the Emperor, my friend. Uh-huh. So that book is really good and had one of the best twists of any books I've ever read. And then Battle for the Abyss was, it was very cliche, like the freaking ultra evil guy who's constantly making these long speeches about what his plans are and how he's gonna foil those rotten kids and cliche good characters cliche bad characters but i enjoyed the story and i'd recommend it i i don't know that i'd read it again but i think it was it was definitely worthwhile it fit the story and supposedly I started listening to After Eleanor but I was having a hard time with it because they're just bagging on it the whole time Mm -hmm. so pointing out like and going over and over all the 
discrepancies. It sounds like Battle for the Abyss, they've literally gone back or they are going back and altering the book as they re-release them. So they're changing all these things that don't fit the proper fluff or something. Yeah. So there's supposedly some of that. But for what it was, I enjoyed the book. I thought the main Ultraman character was pretty badass. The main space marine guy goes around calling people lad and getting drunk, which is like, are you a fucking dwarf? Or like <laughs> yeah, yes, it's. Scottish. They're supposed to be based after Vikings, and they talk a lot about how he became a space wolf and his tr- trials and tribulations on Fenris and all this. And that that part was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's all a bit over the top. It's I don't know. Like you can't be out in the ice fields in your underwear with nothing but a knife and survive, you know, like, for weeks or whatever. Like that's that's a space marine or a pre-space marine, or whatever. Either way, the book was good. I mean, this is this is sci-fi, so, so we're setting aside any of that bullshit. So mm-hmm. I'd recommend reading it. I thought Battle for the Abyss was good, and so Mechanicum is the one I just started and. It's pretty cool because you get bits and pieces of the Mechanicum throughout the other books, but this shit jumps in deep. And you know the Mechanicum, at least some portion of it, turned to Horus because they like they built the Furious Abyss and there's Mechanicum people with with Horus's fleet with the Great Crusade where it's at on Istvan. So you know part of them at least flips, so you can start getting that story. And it picks up like right during the beginning of Istvan, which is where the main like betrayal happens so mm-hmm. pretty freaking solid Getting so far juicy. <laughs> yeah and it's weird like it's all human so there's no you don't get the space marine perspective it's all dudes riding those weird walker machines and mm-hmm. like sentinel type things um and things like that so titan guys that run titans and shit like pretty solid so far but okay. i'm just dipping my toe in the water so well Oh, Clearly, I've been obsessing nine over. Nine years ago, you were dipping your toe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, up, to your, up to your tattooed knees. <laughs> I will say, there's been the Ultramarine guy was really cool. The Space Wolf guy, I still don't want to do Space Wolves. I don't. I don't know. Not my bag, really. But uh, fun stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I listened to your audiobook. Okay. I was paying all this shit. It's called Bloody Rose. It's mm. actually a sequel to a book. Must have read in the last year or so. Kings of the Wild. Okay. Which is a it's a fantasy, but it has kind of like a comedic bent. Sure. But it's kind of written like Joe Abercrombie or Rothfuss or something like that. Okay. And uh, Kings of the Wild, if you might remember, this is the one where the in the realm the it's kind of like D and D, and the mercenary groups are called bands, and there's like they go on tours and stuff like that. Sure. And, in that first book of the series, you know, it's this band that had broken up, but, you know, the one guy's daughter was in trouble, so they got to get the band back together. <laughs> they got to go on I tour. I actually remember you talking again. about that, yeah. Yeah, it's, re- it's really good. So this is the sequel, which follows <clears throat> that guy's daughter, who appeared at the end of it. Sure. And she has her own band called Fable. Right. And uh, kind of uh, follows her story and their they got kind of this ultimate job where uh, they got to kill something called the Dragon Eater, which is something that kills dragons. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's pretty pretty buff. But there's also, like, another horde growing again. There was a horde in the last one. So it picks up maybe six or seven years from where that one left off. Sure. And you can tell there's 
There's going to be another one. You can kind of maybe guess where that one's going. Okay. All right. I don't know if it's just because I've read so many of these, but <laughs> you just kind of start guessing what's going to happen. Mm. And you can kind of get it for the most part. There's a few twists and turns, but sure. uh, the, the reading, the pacing, and everything I think is actually a lot better than the first one. So, And this dude cranked it out, I think it's less than a year uh. since the first book came out. So Sure. He's... Uh, yeah, you know, making sure keeps keeps fans happy. <laughs> no GRRM moves here, yeah, uh, or Rothfuss. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure when the next one will come out, but this first one and this one, Bloody Rose, very very good. good cool, good on the audio. Nice. Keep it going for for fantasy stuff. So all right, obsessing. I did get some feedback on my last obsession, which was Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Munsack and one other guy. Mm, I don't remember whom, but because I talked to three or four people, but two guys hit me up right away and were like, "Yeah, that was really, really good." So, if you didn't check out Night of the Seven Kingdoms, definitely check it out. If you're into the George R. R. Martin stuff, it's super solid. Otherwise, the only real thing I've been working on is some RimWorld. <laughs> My latest playthrough is version 1.0, which is still in development. Mm-hmm. So I get. As I play the game, there's like 60 episodes in the playthrough already. It's nuts. <laughs> but there's releases, new game releases every two or three days. So I'm picking up new functionality as I go because they're building for like a proper release here shortly. So oh, it's so been... Like the game's like different like the next time you log in? Slightly. Not completely, but things get tweaked and things get fixed and some things work better. And like they sort out the hauling logic so you can tell like all of a sudden the pawn's before they walk way over to the other side to get something, if there's anything nearby, they'll pick them up and carry them over there and oh. then bring what they need back. <laughs> so they're like the AI on your side's gotten smarter. Definitely the attacking troops have gotten smarter. And some of this, the way you interact with the game, like selecting what you want people to do and stuff like that gets tweaked once in a while. And new features pop in, giving you like, if something gets destroyed, it'll automatically be set to be rebuilt by your colonists and shit like that. So, so that's been fun because it's been ongoing for weeks and the only real key to it, if you're going to do that kind of game, is don't use any mods. Because if you use any mods, the mods don't get updated as fast. Uh, so then your game won't load. So I'm just doing a straight just vanilla game. <laughs> straight vanilla game of RimWorld. And it's been a real fucking hoot. It's, this playthrough is called Drain the Swamp. And everybody's named after political characters. <laughs> so in an alternative universe... John McCain didn't pass away. He actually married <laughs> Melania Trump. <laughs> and Bill Bill Clinton is in the colony. However, Hillary married Barack Obama. <laughs> so this is fun to, you know, uh-huh. throw some real world stuff into it. So my last playthrough was the Mountain Music where everybody was named after musicians. So mm-hmm. it's some interesting pair ups there too. I think Glenn Danzig and MC Hammer were in a relationship for a while. <laughs> so I'm mean, thinking about doing some kind of Warhammer one, but uh-huh. yeah, there's not enough women involved. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bros, yeah. Can't name everybody Andrea, so <laughs> <laughs> Andrea three, Andrea four. No, uh-huh. so yeah, so that's been. I don't know. I play like an hour every day just mm-hmm. to just to keep the prime pump, the pump primed just and stay fresh, yeah. stay on top. The latest developments. Trying to get some motivation to start looking at some additional real estate acquisitions here. Mm-hmm. Some stuff I'd like to sell and buy something a little closer, which would be nice. But it's a rough market for a buyer right now. So Indeed it is. Especially in that market. I think 
prices are inflated, rents are inflated. So mm-hmm. works out for me with like mid-range rentals that they go elsewhere and they're like, then they come to me and they're like, well, your rent's only 730 Over there, they're trying to get like nine or $1,100. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I noticed I haven't rented for a while, but yeah. you know, I was trying to find my place <clears throat> years ago, the one that I was in for a while. You'd look at it and it was seven, I think it was 700 something. And yeah, you know, looked fine, but the lady was like completely inept you know, <laughs> phone calls or get back sure. to you. And yeah. like, you know, she said that you could have the apartment, but you don't know, couldn't sign anything yet. Or, you know, so I'm like, it's not it. comforting. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll go look around and all the comparable ones that look the same were like eight fifty, nine hundred. Yeah. And then, so, That's... well, I'm just going to go over there every day at lunchtime <laughs> and see if I can make this deal here. Around just cheapness <laughs> <laughs> counteracted the lack of certainty there. Uh-huh. So that's a, uh, yeah, it, it's been working out for me, but I feel like they've, they're creating some kind of rent bubble. So what's going to happen there is at some point they're going to have to drop rents which is going to be a problem for me if they drop them into my range because their places are nicer because they're new. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But sure. But when I when I went into this business, I made sure there was some, some cushion. So mm-hmm. if our rents drop, we'll be just fine. Glad to hear. <laughs> I'm working on my book as well, but that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. So I think I got about 20, 25 pages oh, wow. nailed down. Uh, November, National... Uh Writing months coming up here. Oh, geez. Maybe I should put my nose to the grindstone here. Yeah, you either finish it or maybe hold off because everybody else will be <laughs> finishing a novel in November. So it's going to be like another schmo. It's going to be a real glut of novels. <laughs> 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 so, so, what have you been obsessing over, buddy? Ah, uh, well, I kind of touched on earlier. I'm still doing this getting up early thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how many weeks it's been five, six, but. It's working pretty good as long as you don't, like, try to stay up late. Yeah. And, uh, you're really going to shoot yourself in the foot there. <laughs> and it's going to be like a domino type type effect. Throw you on, like, a 5 o'clock wake-up time? Yeah, getting up at 5. Whew. And I've uh, been doing it on the weekends, too, which Ugh. it's kind of, uh, in some ways, it's kind of like a superpower because <laughs> even when we went to Saga Storm, yeah, so the... The Saturday, I just woke up, you know, whatever time, because I was riding with Hagen. Yeah. So, but the the following day, I woke up at five. I drove back, and was back home at like eight eight fifteen. Oh, nice. Eight thirty before the kid even got up. Sure. So like, it was kind of just like I teleported almost. <laughs> the time, it's free time. <laughs> uh, and then we took a trip to Madison oh. just me and my wife it's anniversary time left the boy at home around here yeah did you get some good eats uh yeah decent we went to the the farmer's market yeah check that out sure Got to the press yeah it was all, all right but, <laughs> um so the day that we left we left at like 7:30 but I was already up at five. I got two hours of painting in that day. <laughs> Jesus. And then, Sounds fucking horrific to me. <laughs> so and she doesn't really stay up late anyways. Yeah. So, you know, went out to eat, drank a bunch of beers. Nice. Pass out at 9.30, get up in the hotel room. I brought some Unidrons with, <laughs> a couple paints. Got two hours of painting in. Uh. Went downstairs. 
drove in the Continental Breakfast. <laughs> we went for a walk, checked some other stuff out, came back. 10 o'clock, the Continental Breakfast is still going. You <laughs> Round fill, two? You fill up again. <laughs> you, you're good for lunch. Two bangs for your S- buck there. power, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going, it's going pretty good. Nice. Um, what does your wife think term, of all this? Seems she, like you're committing she, she a lot of time. It. Oh, yeah? Because yeah. yeah. you're leaving her alone? Um, no, not <laughs> necessarily. But I'm like I'm around in the mornings. Yeah. So like, you know, if Dane gets up or something... You know, I'm around. You can deal can with something. Deal with yeah. it, so I've been able to help her out there. And then she's been, she always wanted to go on walks <laughs> on stuff like Saturday and Sunday mornings. Yeah. But if I'm not up yet, you know, she can't just like leave the house. Ah. If Dane's still sleeping, well, now she can. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, she she's a fan. Nice. She, she likes it. Um, getting, getting quite a bit. I'm definitely getting the two hours of painting in. Sure. On the flip side, I got the two hours at night. Those are like totally shot. <laughs> but again, you kind of realize how little time you have. Yeah, but you're getting your to, to do stuff. You're painting time at your daily peak when you're yeah you know, wide working, awake and not sleeping. Yeah, so that kind of contributing to the uh, not doing conversions. Yeah, idea where you know this is as good as it gets, and it's still taking me you know, like <laughs> four weeks to paint these unitrons. Sure, you know, maximum speed. And, you know, if I'm going to spend, you can think of your time, like, in these, like, morning chunks. I'm yeah. spend, like, two or three mornings just turning these guys into spiders for no reason. <laughs> uh, you know, there's only, you know, 20, 22 mornings until Iowa incident. So you can kind of backtrack. And, what can I get done? Mm-hmm, kind of figure it out that way. So Sure. Yeah, highly recommend checking checking it out. <laughs> See if there's any long-term consequences. To, to my body, you'll let you'll let us know. Yeah, that's not in the cards for me right now. Given that we're up till one one thirty yeah, with you, the bird, with the baby, it just just eliminates the schedule completely. So <laughs> yeah, no schedule at all. It's just whenever I can squeeze it in. That's why. It's, yeah. Problem is, you're so freaking tired, kinda, and like there's laundry that's half done, and there's just, mm-hmm. you know you just, everything just falls apart when you're in this mode, and it's shitty. Yeah. It's just if you could have all that same stuff, but you knew exactly when everything was going to happen, yeah. you'd be like, no, no problem. Yeah, oh, I know. You, you do have time to do mm-hmm. that. You know, if you were able to know in advance, everything. yeah, you could plan your day. That'd be glorious. I, you know, it wouldn't be such a big deal, but I. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? I totally forgot because we were up till fucking when I got up at seven. No. I picked up the Beastman book, which is the new army book for AOS. Oh, yeah. And I picked up the General's Handbook 2018. Nice. So I got those in hand and trying to get some motivation. It wouldn't take a lot of effort to rebase all the Beastmen, and I could do something a little fancier with them. That's right, because you've only done, like, the Minotaurs, so The Minos and ogres. a bunch of the Grungorvs. Mm-hmm. So the little the little dudes. So I could, I mean, there's definitely an army there. <laughs> no. It, it ought to be competitive. It seems like they're kind of leaning towards a lot of monsters as well. And Yeah, there are going to be a lot of... I know they release like the spells and stuff. Are there going to be like new beast models coming out? or I didn't see anything. Saying, hey, this is it? Yeah. Yeah, for now. Yeah, because they even incorporated like the Zangors into the Beastman Army book and the mm-hmm. Skyfires and some of those type of things. So I didn't see any new models, though. Which, it, maybe there must be, right? Wouldn't it be weird if... If they did a, I guess not. Beastmen are kind of the whipping well, boys. Yeah, if they want to 
bring the old stuff in line, maybe. Yeah. You know, rules why, yeah. So I'm going to sit down and read the fluff once I'm done with Mechanicum. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a few weeks, but hopefully that'll spur some motivation. Read about Beastman victories. <laughs> That's true. See. They're just getting their ass kicked over and over. Yeah, they just pop out, for everybody else. get yeah. slaughtered, and then they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how the game goes. So it's accurate to the gameplay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I picked those up from Chaos Orc. And um, what else? Awesome. Want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break and we'll do something fun, perhaps, when we come back. Perhaps. I forgot to mention during my obsession, I got into a TV show for the first time in like two or three years, probably. Okay. Yeah, I think it's been a while since you've been talking there's about a, TV or movies. Yeah, there's a Netflix show called Rust to Riches. Okay. Where they follow these dudes in Gotham Garage and they do like classics and customs, mm-hmm. mostly old school stuff, but once in a while they'll take a small job and redo like a smart car. They turn a smart car into this dune buggy looking thing. <laughs> So it's really fun because there's not a, none of the stupid personal drama, interpersonal bullshit, and they just mm-hmm. focus on like the car builds and give info on that. So if you're into car shows, definitely check out Rust to, Ri- Rust Rust to, to Riches, Riches, I think it was called. Yeah, really good. So anyways, we're going to do a little quiz here, sir. Okay. I, I studied quizzes for a while to see what would be interesting. John has been studying quizzes his I, whole life. I wanted to do some kind of personality test for you, but I couldn't find anything good. Okay. So what we're going to do, this is a Game of Thrones character test. Okay. So this should be fun, right? Yeah. Let's hope. If, hopefully it can come out as Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> Rodor. No, that's too close to Rotor. The Hodor question is going to be really obvious. Like carrying children. All right, so question one is called Black Brothers. Okay. You are a black brother of the Night's Watch out north of the Wall in a ranging party. Wilding Raiders ambush your group. Only you and one of your black brothers survive. Your supplies were lost during the attack, and you have nothing left to eat. Mm-hmm. The wall is days away. Shivering and starving, you make your way south through the snow. You do not light any fires, as they may attract wildlings or white walkers. Chilly. On the second morning, Chilly. you cannot rouse your black brother. Oh, boy. This the cold sounds like Oregon yeah. Trail. <laughs> <laughs> the cold is claimed. That's where this goes to. The cold has claimed him. You must decide what to do with the body. Give him a proper scent up burning the body. It is dangerous. But his watch is, after all, ended. Eat your formal companion. <laughs> don't let a source of food go to waste. Leave the body where it is. You don't want to risk lighting a fire to burn the body. Or last, carry his body back to Castle Black. Men of the Night's Watch never leave their companions behind. That last one is definitely some Jon Snow bullshit. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good question because you can't you can't just leave him there, yeah, or or start eating him because <laughs> he's going he's going to come back. He's gonna be chasing after and you. He's gonna be killing you. So he's down to burning him, or 
taken out. I think I would just burn him. All right. And just fucking scoot out of there. Burn the body. Have an epic chase. (laughs) I'm sure I'll make it, so. Leave him on fire and take off. All right. Number two, the hedge knight. You are a hedge knight traveling along the king's road by foot. You happen upon an unconscious man lying on the side of the road. Seeing his bloodied appearance and lack of clothing, you quickly determine that he was assaulted by bandits. You see no one else on the road except you and this unfortunate stranger. The nearest town that could help this man is still miles away. What will you do? One, draw your sword and kill the man. He stands little chance of surviving, and you reason it an act of mercy. <laughs> Two, hunt down the men responsible. The wounds are fresh, and the bandits are likely nearby waiting for another victim. Three, leave the man, but rush to the next town to alert, alert the local small folk. Or four, carry the man to the nearest inn. He may be able to receive some medical attention there. Okay, I'm going to do that, that last one, because right. I'm not being chased by <laughs> wildlings or the undead. I feel like uh, if plenty you, of food, so it'd be a real dick move, I think, just to, just to leave, just to leave him or kill him. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like if you go and find the bandits, you're just begging to get yourself killed because how many of them could there be, right? Yeah. All right, next, the troublesome brother. You are the lady of Castamere enjoying a feast with your lord and his bannermen. That sounds about right for you. <laughs> your older brother, a constant source of vexation, is offended that he wasn't invited. He crashes the event and becomes drunk and quarrelsome, even goes so far as to draw his blade and threatening to kill you. Oh he is quickly apprehended. Your lord is furious and decides to punish your brother by executing him. How do you react? Do nothing and watch as your brother is summarily executed. He has always been a problem, and you'll be better off without him. <laughs> Two, intervene. Begging for a change of punishment to exile, your brother won't be causing any more problems for you. Three, intervene, suggesting a trial the following week. Calmer tempers will prevail, and he will receive a lighter punishment. Your brother will continue to be a thorn in your side. Or last, intervene, begging for forgiveness. You insist that no one was hurt and that your brother was only brought shame, has only brought shame to himself. Your brother walks away unscathed. Mm-hmm. I think I got to intervene for exile here, John. All right. Yeah, clearly doesn't deserve to die. But sounds <laughs> well, like a real fuck up. So sounds like a real dick. He's just going to keep fucking up anyway. Kind of like your real brother, actually. <laughs> kind of like that, Sam. So. Get, get him across the uh, narrow sea. Over to Essos there. Yeah, maybe a hook up with the Targaryen or something like that. Okay. So this one is called Defense of the Westerlands. You are a lord on the coast of the Westerlands, charged with the protection of your people and defense of your lands. The recent war of your liege lord has depleted your levies, and your only remaining soldiers are garrisoned in your castle. Seeing your weakness, Ironborn raiders invade and are pillaging your lands. damn Ironborn. Your people flee to you for safety, do you? A- Arm all your available men and take the fight to these ironborn scum. Despite your weakness, this is your best chance to repel the invaders, but you risk it all if you lose. Two, take all the refugees that you can inside your castle and wait until the raiders leave. Your farms and the wealth of your lands will be destroyed. The people who reach the castle gates in time will survive unharmed. Three, did I start with A? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Three, (laughs) ask your liege to provide you with assistance. It will take some time for help to arrive, and your people and lands will suffer in the meantime. D, offer no assistance, allowing the Ironborn to gain in confidence. (laughs) When they overextend themselves, strike powerfully with your remaining forces. Mm, Interesting (laughs) stratagems here. Well, I don't think you can arm... Your your people, because you're just going to get your ass kicked. Yeah, they're all going to die regardless. So, number two, 
and three sound kind of similar because I think if you're going to ask for your liege lord's help anyways, you're probably going to wait it out in the castle, in the castle anyways. Yeah. So uh, number four, that's kind of sneaky. That's, um, <laughs> that's some Lannister, Tyrion, Tyrion Lannister type of chicanery. <laughs> probably more his dad. It's a little more ruthless. Yeah, let them all die. Uh, not quite that ruthless. I'm going to go with number three there all right. for the liege lord. That is the fucking point of the whole vassal type system. Right. <laughs> All right. Next. Green Sight is the name of this one. Ooh, you are a check. small folk girl, <laughs> again, <laughs> born with the gift small. of Green Sight. It allows you to see vaguely into the future through your dreams. In one dream, you see a close friend dying a gruesome death. Sorry, John. <laughs> the green dreams <laughs> do not lie. You know from experience that attempting to change the things you've seen is futile. What will you do? A, keep the dream secret, but resolve to do everything in your power to stop the dream becoming a reality. B, inform your friend of your prophecy so that she may make the most of her remaining days. C, ignore it. It is possible that the green dream will prove to be incorrect this time. D, kill your friend. She would die a quick and painless death rather than a gruesome one. <laughs> hey, it's Game of Thrones, dude. <laughs> Most problems can be solved by just killing someone. That's the mountain that rises right there. It would seem. So uh, I'm just going to ignore it. It's kind of a dick move, but okay. it's kind of dicky, too, just to tell someone that. Hey, you're hey, going to die. die. Nothing you can do I about saw that. It. I saw it. You're going to die. <laughs> okay. Next up, divided loyalties. You are a fresh recruit to the Night's Watch. You've learned that your father has been unjustly executed by the king and that your brother is now leading a revolt against said king. You've <laughs> taken the vows and you, will, you are aware that deserting the watch is punishable by death. What will you do? One, remember that you are now a true brother of the Night's Watch and any affairs south of the wall are no longer your concern. You remain in Castle Black. Two, break your vows and ride home to fight your, at your brother's side in the wars to come. You hope that he will reward your, your family loyalty with a pardon and position and wealth. You remain, see, three, whatever. You remain in Castle Black, but you plead with your closest friend, the son of a powerful lord, to ask his father to aid your brother with more men during the war. Or last, you ride south to your brother's aid. You ask your closest friend in the watch to cover up your absence until the war is over. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think most of those are a death sentence, basically. Yeah. If you leave the wall, you're supposed to be killed. Except for the third one. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm going to have to do. All right. Raj, well, I don't want to stay alive. Ever the conservative. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't, the case could be made that... Mm -hmm. Life on the wall isn't uh, too grand, regardless. So <laughs> we're trying to extend it for. All right, but uh, yeah. Next, a son's wedding. You are a gold cloak of the city watch. Recent nice. riots in King's Landing. They're dude. putting you all over the place make here. Bank, dude. Recent riots in King's Landing have seen an upsurge in crime, and the watch has called upon you to help restore order. You're also a father, and it is your son's wedding day. You wish to celebrate this important day. What will you do? A, you are a member of the City Watch. You will obediently protect King's Landing. B, you will patrol the streets for a few hours, but leave early to catch the end of the celebration. <laughs> C, press the issue with your commander. Ask for freedom from your duty for this day, even though it is clear the Watch needs every man available. Or D, ask your close friend, long retired from the City Watch, to take your post while you attend your son's wedding day. He won't do the job as well, but will be a reasonable stand-in. You'll owe him a big favor. 
I'm, I'm going D on this one. All right. If there was just an option to not show up, period. <laughs> you just I mean, do that. <laughs> it's a fucking shithole. You know, mm-hmm. having one extra stupid guard around isn't going to do anything. <laughs> the gold cloaks are known for being lame anyway, so. <laughs> All right. Party on. Next, the clumsy servant. You are a lord of the eerie and are feasting with your bannermen late at night. You are laughing and getting drunk from arbor wine when one of your nice. servants accidentally spills a goblet full on an ill-tempered bannerman. Oh, kill him. Kill him, Face, face flushed with option? drunkenness and anger, he pulls out a dagger and slits the servant's throat. <laughs> well, there you go. He's dead. Mm. Or she's dead. The man's body crumples on the floor, a pool of dark red growing beneath him. All present are shocked, but the killer is a powerful lord and treating him poorly risks a rebellion. How will you react? Order your bannerman's summary execution. He has dishonored your feast and his behavior cannot be tolerated. Order your bannerman's imprisonment. Decide what to do with him in the morning. Strongly rebuke your bannerman for his actions and call an end to the feast. Have the body dragged away and continue the feast as though nothing happened. (laughs) Have two servants hold the dead body up against the wall. Begin a game of darts with your bannerman using the dead body as a dartboard. What? (laughs) That's one of them. Uh... So that's the last one. Pull him away and use him as a dartboard? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's pretty brutal. I can't go quite that far, yeah. John. Yeah. I uh, Probably the next one up there. So have him dragged away and continue the feast as normal. Yeah. Okay. Next, the infant lordling. You are a servant of House Branfield. Your lord has died after a short illness. Oh, boy. Due to the vagaries of succession laws, your new lord is the infant grandchild of the previous one. You are assigned to take care of this child and see to his needs. One night, you are approached by the brother of your recently deceased lord. He hands you a bag of gold large enough to make a simple servant like you a rich man. In exchange, you must poison the child so that the succession passes to him. What will you do? You agree, but demand he doubles the amount of gold. (laughs) Reject the gold and inform the maester of his treachery. Accept the gold, but kill the man with his own poison. Accept mm. the gold, but abduct the lordling to raise him away from this danger. Mm. That's a good, good question. There's a couple good ones there. here. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually having a little child. Can't, <laughs> can't kill one. Something <laughs> about it. I, I actually like that last option there because if I'm not going to do it, somebody else... You know, he gets somebody else, or you know, something else is going to happen to him. And it seems very uh, Game of Thrones. So yeah, years it's later, very game, he can come game, back. And go. Very fantasy novelish. Yeah. You know, he's gonna, definitely going to grow up to be a hero. Okay. You know, I'm probably going to die in the future at some point. <laughs> uh, I might get the chance to tell him his heritage as I'm dying, but mm. uh, there's a good chance that I won't too. So. But either way, you'll be wealthy, so he'll be wealthy. <laughs> Take care of him. All right, good. Next up, the Red Priestess. You are the Lord of Riverrun, and a Red Priestess has recently arrived in your court. She claims that the night is dark and full of terrors. Some of your courtiers have abandoned the faith of the Seven in favor of the Lord of Light. You ignore the growing movement, but things change when the Castle Septon is stabbed to death for speaking against the Red God. Oh, boy. Parts of the Godswood are burned, though the Heart Tree remains unscathed. The Maester asks you to deal with the situation immediately. What will you do? Burn everyone who worships the Lord of Light, including the Red Priestess. Wow. Banish the Red Priestess and imprison the, one, imprison the ones responsible for the disorder. Punish those involved in the disorder, but allow followers of the Lord of Light to continue to worship. Convert and command all who obey you to abandon the faith of the seven and worship the Lord of Light. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm, I'm going to go. I don't know. 
I'm going to do a, like a Stannis Baratheon type move. Probably what he should have done. So I'm just going to burn burn them all, John. Burn everyone who worships yeah. the Lord of Light. Seven Kingdoms, we follow the Sept, man. All right. They're just going to cause trouble <laughs> if, you, if you do any of that other shit. It's just going to encourage them. So. Okay. Next, the loyal lord. You are the lord of Sunspear, and you have fought on the losing side of the king in a rebellion. Oh, well, I doubt that. <laughs> this is just purely hypothetical, so I'll go along with it. The king has been deposed, and the last few members of his court have fled to Issos. There is a new ruler sitting upon the Iron Throne. He is a man you despise and is now demanding that you swear fealty to him. He has sent a raven. There's a damn moth in here. He has it. sent a raven with two choices. Bend the knee to him as the new king of Westeros or remain loyal to your old lord and be sent to the wall. Which will you choose? Yeah. So here we go. Swear fealty to the new king. There is no sense in supporting an exiled former leader. Leave for Essos. Search out your king and help him to regroup. Fall on your own sword. You'd rather die than serve the new ruler or be sent to the wall. Depart for Castle Black. You will serve the Night's Watch and protect the wall. Your heir will take your place and serve the new king. Swear fealty, but plan to undermine the new king at every turn. Plot the return of your deposed king. Well, I'm not I'm not too proud. I'm just gonna swear fealty. Okay. You know, that other my old lord, he took off. He you know, if, if he, He's not going to stick around. What's the fucking point of me sticking my neck out, John? Yeah, that's fair. All right, the kidnapper. You are a farmer working in the fields when you notice two people traveling along the king's road away from the capital. One is in fine clothing and bound in rope, the other clad in full steel. You recognize the prisoner as the widely unpopular master of coin, a senior member of the king's small council. You give no sign of recognition. Hours later, a pair of passing knights on the king's guard rudely interrogate you as to whether you have seen any suspicious-looking people. What will you do? Give up all the information you have. Help the knights apprehend the kidnapper and master of coin. Negotiate a large amount of gold for your information. <laughs> uh -huh. Tell them you saw no one. You don't want to get involved with this. Point the knights in the opposite direction. You are a bored man. Delay the knights for as long as possible with a long, shaggy dog story. You don't want to help the unpopular master of coin. Uh, it's definitely something you don't want to get entangled with so i'm just gonna you saw no one i saw saw no one okay next we're almost at the end i okay. promise <laughs> the deserter hey there has, to, list. there has to be a legitimate number of questions to get a good feel for which character you are it's true there's like 500 characters this so, is uh, you the, need a uh, proper wheedling <laughs> this is from my got character.com so this one's called the deserter you are Lord of Winterfell. Nice. You're moving up in the world, sir. Nice. Your men have captured a deserter from the Night's Watch and look to you to pass sentence. Chop what his say head you? Off yourself. Chop, chop the head off yourself. Okay. Is that an is option that on Sentence there? the man to die. He's a deserter, and the usual punishment is death. Sentence the man to die by flaying. He should suffer for desertion. Uh, no. Keep him prisoner. He might come in useful. Set him loose. It's none of your business. Or return him to the Night's Watch. It is their problem. So you would... Going stark all over this. So you would sentence the man to die. I would uh, complete the sentence myself, John, with my own... <laughs> <laughs> the man who passes the sentence must uh, inflict the judgment. <laughs> Can't remember the exact line. All right, Ned. <laughs> All right, this one's called the stewardess. You're a steward of the Night's Watch. One cold morning in Castle Black, you are making your rounds when you happen upon a black brother undressing in the storage room. Nice. <laughs> Much to you to your surprise, you discover that he's actually a woman. The Night's Watch has always been a male-only order, and her presence might cause a stir among the Brotherhood. Interesting. What do you do? Blackmail and bully her. You'll have your own personal servant slash <laughs> sex slave. <laughs> Dick move. 
Inform the Lord Commander. It is his responsibility to deal with this situation. Promise not to reveal her secret. It is not for you to get involved. Revere, reveal the secret during sword training. Uh, Every one of your brothers should be made aware of the deception. Uh, I got to promise not to reveal. Promise not to reveal. Nice. Then, uh, it's not what I thought you, know, you were going to say. Get some bag it in on the side. And I thought you were going to inform the LC on that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, none of my business. All right, just two more here. Two this more. This one's called the Pyromancer. You are a sworn brother of the Kingsguard once again, stationed in King's Landing during a violent rebellion. The enemy has breached the gates and is sacking the city. In the midst of the chaos, the king summons the Grand Master of the Alchemist Guild. You overhear that he has planted caches of wildfire all over the city and plans to ignite it. It will leave the city in ruins and claim countless lives. Oh, what will you do? Some, Number one. Fucking key plot point, right? Yeah. <laughs> Protect the king. It is not your place to interfere with the king's battle plans. Number two, dissuade the king from this course of action. Or try to dissuade. Number three, kill both the grandmaster and the king to make sure his plan is not implemented. Number four, desert the king and abandon king's land. Uh, I gotta, gotta go Jamie Lannister on this one. Kill the grandmaster and the king. Kill him, Bob, yeah. All right. Last question. Butcher's Revenge. We'll call it Mike Butcher's Revenge. <laughs> you are a Mike Butcher working in the service of the Lord of Ashmark. <laughs> One afternoon, you are presented with the mangled body of your 20-year-old son, who was oh, apparently shit. executed by your Lord's men. Your Lord says that your son attempted to rape his youngest daughter and received his just punishment. You know your son's character and are suspicious of the story. What will you do? Cry over your son's dead body. There's nothing else you can do. Spit on your son's dead body. Your son has brought shame upon your family. Grab the nearest weapon you could find and seek out the person who killed your son. Mourn quietly for your son. Months from now, while butchering the lamb for dinner, you will shower the meat with cuts of tears of Liz, killing everyone who takes a bite. Yes. Yeah, that last one. I like. Someone kills Dane, you're going to poison them. Sweet, sweet vengeance. Slow served revenge. My two-year-old is not a rapist, sir. <laughs> All right. It's it's processing and generating the report. Okay. What if it makes me, like, send an email and takes <laughs> half an hour? <laughs> I actually went through this to make sure it didn't okay. do that. All right. Primary character, Sir Jamie Lannister. Oh. You, sir, are the Kingslayer. You're arrogant, sarcastic, and apathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Your primary character is Sir Jamie Lannister. You are charming and capable of impeccable politeness in the right circumstances. In the wrong, others perceive you to be disdainful, sarcastic and arrogant that seems pretty fair for you based off those quite yeah <laughs> however mostly good but <laughs> kills some people every once in a while your arrogance may be ju- may just be confidence as you excel in a number of areas including intelligence <laughs> you don't mock nice. overs other than minor failings but you are usually very blunt you typically just say what you were thinking without regards to the feelings of those that you perceive yeah, as incompetent tr- true you regard ruthlessness as a virtue and behave in an unapologetic, amoral way. You're not po- you're not politically ambitious, and sly maneuver is not your way. And then there's all these different things about how you rated in different categories, mm-hmm. like loyalty. You're really high in family loyalty, really high in generosity, very low in honesty, <laughs> <laughs> very high in seriousness. Okay. Your secondary character is Robert Baratheon, the usurper. <laughs> What? Your third is his nickname is the usurper. Your third character, Cersei Lannister, nickname brother fucker. <laughs> what? Nice. Oh. So you you came up with a Cersei for your number one. I'm thinking here what? I didn't actually go through and do it for myself. I just clicked through to make sure it was not some okay. kind of scam because I didn't want us to go through all that and then not end up with anything. Mm-hmm. So I maybe maybe perhaps I'll do it on the side and. 
I'd be curious to see what you come out at, Jamie Lannister. It was fun for me because I was trying to gauge what you would choose before you choose it. Ah. Chose it. You choose uh-huh. it. So. A little game for the people at home as well, I'm sure. Yeah, so there you go. Uh-huh. My Thanks, GOT John, character. For wrangling that up. Com. Decent. Quite the, quite the process. <laughs> certainly was. You can tell they put a lot of thought into these. Yeah. These uh, mygotcharacter.com. There are some other personality tests I was going to try. Uh, they had a pedophile test I was going to try on you. <laughs> Do you want to fuck kids? The first, yes that was or the, no? That was the first <laughs> question was like, have you ever thought about sexually assaulting a child or something like that? I was like, well, yeah. this one doesn't seem very, yeah. It was like straight to like the FBI. <laughs> yeah. They just put, well, it, put it out there. Just the yeah. fact that I went to the web page, I'm probably <laughs> flagged. <laughs> yeah. That was my assumption there. Better so. fucking. So magnetize your hard drive, clear it, clear it. Mm, yeah, there's nothing to find. Bunch of fucking video game videos, <laughs> baby pictures, right. not nude ones. Mm-hmm. You, so. What do you got for a podcast, buddy? Podcast, got a good one. I started listening to coworker mm. turned me on to it called History on Fire. Okay, you, you heard of this? No, it is by a fella named Daniel Bellelli. So he's a Italian history professor. Okay. He's a friend of Dan Carlin, John. Imagine that. So there's probably, I think there's maybe like 26, 27 episodes out currently. Sure. So it's just it's just doing a hardcore history thing. Like so. four or five hour jobbers? Like, uh, like probably Carlin? two or three hours. Okay. He's got, most of them are two two-parters. Does so he cover the same things or different things that Carlin's uh, talking? It's stuff that, like... A topic that Dan Carlin would choose, you know, just jumping all over the place. He goes into Aztecs, the conquistadors. Sure. Uh, he talks about the 47 Ronin. He does a thing about Roman gladiators. Oh. Just started Joan of Arc. Sure. So very similar. He He's a friend of Dan Carlin. Yeah. Uh, obviously, and uh, he references Dan Carlin. On almost every episode, <laughs> so, I looked that up. Um, I just uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty decent. I um, just got a new a new podcast device since my iPod Touch took a shit, and I'm never buying another Apple device ever. So. Okay, good yeah. to know. Yeah, Turns out, fire this up on there. There isn't such a thing as like a just an MP3 player anymore. Sony makes a Walkman, but it's not Wi-Fi capable. Yeah, I could see that. So, so what did you... I bought a Samsung what? S6, took the SIM card out, made it Wi-Fi only, and it works fantastic. Okay. And it takes really good pictures, so... So why... <laughs> why don't you just get an app on your phone? Because I don't... Because I always end up breaking my MP3 player with working out and working on the house yeah. and working on the car and shit just like that. A hard, hard living so, kind of guy, I guess. Yeah. My phone is not going to happen, so... All right. Plus, it's I got a Note Five, which is like a big brick. So, mm-hmm. yeah. On a related note, there is a new Hardcore History Addendum episode oh. about the sinking of the Indianapolis hmm. with the sharks and stuff like that. Okay, sounds pretty pretty brutal, but that's one I mentioned a few months ago. I think he has a separate feed for random shit. Oh, the addendum is a yeah, hardcore history addendum feed that has like five episodes on it. Sure. So uh, he has a new one there, but cool. if you're trying to tide yourself over, the hardcore, not hardcore, history on fire, that's where it's at. All right. He's got a thick, 
Italian accent. Nice. I like that. If you get through the first two hours, you're golden. <laughs> I don't like it, John. I'll take a French accent any day of the week. <laughs> Italian, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, all right. Sure. <laughs> We're going to do a drawing today or what? Yeah. We have a Patreoner. So, Thank you to the patrons. Yeah! Last time we have three new patrons who had access to our secret Lone John (laughs) episode and the secrets of the the Hastings financial empire. We got some positive feedback on the Lone John stuff, I saw. Yeah. Seemed like it was enjoyed, and it's going to be re... Part two will be recorded next week, so that should be out before too long. We're going to do that again for the patrons. So we got Andrew Gedon, Kendall Williams, and Matt Munsack. Oh. Those last two are at the five-bucker level. Okay. So they won't be eligible for this drawing, but the next one that we do, they will. All right. So this is for... A painted model, or the yeah. first four books in the Horace Heresy <laughs> yes, series. Got some options you might try to sweet talk you into. <laughs> so no, I don't up, mind. It's up to you. Whatever you want to do. I'm hoping that if somebody does want them, it'd be nice to get rid of these books. Else, I'm just going to eBay them if they don't want them. But if I get to paint a model, that should get my motivation going to sit at the paint desk again, and then that should spark a fire under my ass. Yeah, I have to say it was pretty, pretty fun painting that guy, and I actually packed him up this morning to mail. And I didn't really give a shit that I couldn't keep them. So. I actually have a Slambo in that box right there that's on eBay that I was like the fourth time through. So I could do a Slambo as well. We could have a Slambo off. Slamboff? Slabber? <laughs> Slambo? Slabbernacker? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, he's pretty fun to paint. I mean. It's for, really for me, simple. There's a lot he, of armor. Uh, Reminds me of the Hero Quest Chaos Warrior. Yeah. That was my introduction. Sure. It was like a flashback for you then, huh? Mm-hmm. Do, we, uh, do you have a die? How are we going to rock this? Uh, we need uh, 15, 15 numbers here, John. All right. We'll do a, number generator. a random number generator on random.org. Oh, well, this site's a freaking... Oh, no. Min, it looked like there was a Google thing. Oh. Min 1, max 15. All right, I got it numbered off here. You already have the numbers down? Yep. The result is 13. Lucky number 13. 13. My print off. It's Ryan, and I believe it's Ryan Moore, because there's... Can, I I'm remember on, that he was a patron. I'm on Patreon. Can I see this or no? Uh, yeah, go to the patrons. Okay. I believe he's the only Ryan that we have. <laughs> My print off cut off the last names. Yes, there is. It's a fox head. Yeah. And it's Ryan Moore. Awesome. Yeah, I say Ryan's from Kansas City. He's come up for Wapaka and Mission Critical. He runs the personal Flash Paper podcast now. So... It would be cool if I could paint an Infinity model for you, Ryan. Wait, it's your turn to paint? Oh, yeah, your turn to paint. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking dipshit. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't mind painting some other Infinity, too. Yeah, Ryan's a cool guy. Um, Yeah, so I think you met him. He's even back at, like, Bug Eater. Yeah, way back in the day. Back then. Had some barbecue together. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. So if you want some Horace Heresy books, you're welcome. Else, you're welcome to have a model painted Infinity by model. yours yes. truly. Well, I don't know. You might play other games. I think he was... Well, I won't speak for Ryan, but 
Or I have a Slambo. <laughs> Got a Slambo, yeah. I think I have a few LF models, but I don't know if I want to get rid of them. We'll see. I'll hit them up. If, send in to pointhammer to gmail.com, and then I'll get back to yeah, you. Yeah, work it out. I guess if you, if you don't hear back in a month, you're done. You, you lost <laughs> I'm that. I'm off the hook. Uh, we've, we've got your email on there, Johnny O. This is your turn to edit, so I can't just cut this out. <laughs> no, we're good. So, yeah, if you want to get in on the action, head over to patreon.com, search for Point Hammered. We're doing and better. We're $5 away yeah, we're actually per month from very close to episodes the every three, three weeks. week mark. So that's probably what they take out the little fees probably one person with a fiver ain't going to do it yeah but, uh, a five and a buck or if someone just wants to go six <laughs> on that that'll probably do it get some more of this goodness mm-hmm. yeah cool all right what else do we have buddy i gave a hobby tip earlier when i was talking about cleaning up models that got sprayed poorly uh, yeah the old toothbrush technique hobby product there it is the toothbrush keep your old toothbrush you clean it up well it's a useful hobby product if you ever get a dusty clear coated model go at it immediately with the toothbrush mm-hmm. and it will take some of that off so okay. i also use it to clean up the static grass yeah on the on the base after, after, after it's it. after the glue is thoroughly dry let it sit for a day and yeah. then go at it with the brush to get all those little fibers off that's true there's I multiple just used my hobby, hobby uses. toothbrush just yesterday then nice so okay the gift that keeps on giving a toothbrush clean teeth Sparkly whites <laughs> and modeling possibilities. <laughs> Is that all, buddy? You got anything else for today? That's it. I think I think we're done here. All so. right. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and suck my balls. Peace. Suck my balls. Let's wet these beaks.